Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. Thank you for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord. Thank you. Ah. 
Thank you, God. In the presence of the Lord, there is greatness of joy. In his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. In the presence of the Lord. Oh, God, we honor you today. Oh, God, we honor you today. Hallelujah. It was sweet, sweet spirit in this place. And I know that it's the presence of the Lord. Oh, 
every bird to come and find rest. Find peace. In the presence of the Lord, find joy, find strength. He's here, church. Give the gift of hope. 
give the gift of love. Because that's the gift that keeps on giving. Amen. Even through the hard times, that's the gift that keeps on giving. So share Jesus with somebody. I have a Christmas card here. It says, to all of you, Merry Christmas. As Christmas comes, this message brings warm thoughts and wishes too. For special joy and life's best thing, always for all of you. Love, Mother Harris. Amen. Thank you, Mother. Amen. We are truly grateful to God. We have a special treat for you next Sunday morning at 1130. We want to invite you to join us. Amen. We will have an all-church Christmas play. Amen. And we are going to come before the Lord. We're going to have a good time in the Lord. Amen. So we want to, to you to invite your family and friends to worship with us next Sunday morning at 1130. Um, our Christmas play, it, it tells the story. And so we're going to tell the story. We're going to hear the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ through our Christmas play. We're going to hear some beautiful singing. And then we're going to go home. Amen. So join us next Sunday at 11.30 Christmas um, for our Christmas worship experience. Amen. I want to say thank you for all of you that were praying for me. It was so good to see Sister Vicki show up this morning at St. Paul. Thank you, Sister Vicki. Amen for being with me and, and being that smiling face. Amen. We had a hallelujah good time in the Lord. And the Lord truly blessed this morning, amen, with the word that came forth. And so we're just excited about what God is doing in our midst. And so I don't want to belabor the hour. I know that we've got a good lesson here before us. Let me just take a poll. How many of us studied our lesson? Amen. 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 I love it. I love it. It's, it, it, it's going to help you be a better you for Christ. If you can't see it, you can always go to YouTube and type in Sunday School Lesson and the day. And thousands of Sunday School Lessons will pop up. You just need to make sure you've got the right lesson. You can see your computer or you can see your phone and you can listen to people teach the lesson. Or you can tell your phone, read to me Ephesians chapter 4. And that gives you a way of tapping in to study the lesson. Why do I encourage this? Talk to me. It's the way to get the word. Okay, you know what I'm preaching on Sunday. Okay. To be able to have conversation back and forth. But most of all, because the Bible says to study, to show yourself approved, not to pass the blessing. But to God, because he is the only one that can place you in heaven. I'll send you to that bottomless pit. He's the only one. So I want to encourage you to study your word, saints. Don't take it. Don't, don't take it because I said it. Because I'm standing here and I give it to you, I might make a mistake. But if you study, you, you'll be on the right track. I ain't perfect. I'm not professing it. I got some more lessons to learn. You, you need to say me too. Because I was told if you, you think you already got it all and you've already arrived, there's no need for you to be here on earth. I'm not ready for no home going. I'm going to live some more. Amen? Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm going, I'm going to get out of y'all's way. Um, but the lesson today comes from Ephesians chapter 4. One of the things I want you to know about this passage of Scripture, and I was, I was sharing with Mother Kimmons 
she was, she said, well, are you going to preach the Sunday school lesson over at St. Paul? And I said, no, because that, that lesson is not applying to them right now. I don't feel that in my spirit. I feel it applies to us, and it fits us. And so I, I mean, I, I, because we are a growing church. We are discovering who we are in Christ. And so this word was for us. It was, it, God gave St. Paul the word that was for them. This word is for us. And so I did not want to go over there and, and give all that I had for us to them. Because <laughs> I wanted us to give what was for us. Amen. And they got what was for them. Amen. And so I know it was a blessing because before I could leave there, people would say, that word was just for me. I'm, I'm going through that word was just for me. Um, and so you all have heard it. It was Acts 27. Amen. How, how Paul went through on the storm, how he was shipwrecked, and how storms going to come in our lives. But God is there to help us. He, he puts us. He will never leave us or forsake us. He will give us exactly what we need because many storms are coming. But for this house today, because we are learning who we are. We, we are going through some growing pains, and we are, we are seeing new lights, and we are seeing ourselves in new ways. This message today is to encourage their house. Ephesians chapter 4, I love it because it talks about, and you don't hear folks, especially the Baptist church, talk about this so much, fivefold ministry. Now, I'm just going to say this. When we first started looking like Ephesians, Sister Janetta, Mother Kimmons, uh, Sister Hart, Deaconess Selma, Deaconess Harris, you all were here. Pastor Reynolds was our pastor. We had an evangelist that was evangelist through Carrie. We had a prophetess that was prophetess Betty Look. We had a pastor that was Pastor Black. We had a teacher that was Pastor Reynolds. We did not have the prophet. Mm, okay, I'm not going to say this. We had the gift of the prophet, but not the actual prophet in the house. We were looking, beginning to look like that, and something happened, and somebody got scourged. Causing us to experience a setback in the move of God. That's what I'm all about is the move of God. My supervisor asked me the other day, he said, Kim, how is your church doing? I said, why are we going to He said, are you guys growing in numbers, or is that what you want? And I said, wow. I said, numbers are nice. But what I want is for people to grow in their intimate relationship with God. I want people to reflect the glory of God. I want people to live in the glory of God. I want people to, to smell like the glory of God. And so if, if numbers don't come, I'm okay. But the moment we stop growing and gracing in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that's when I'm going to have a problem. Because he's saying in his word, I will add to the church daily such as I see fit. That's God talking. And so once we, the church, get our act together, then God will see a need to add to the church. So in Ephesians chapter 4, it, it, Paul addresses himself as a prisoner of the Lord. Prisoners don't do what they want to do when they get ready. Okay? They, they follow the order and the instruction of the person that's their ruler. If you're in jail and they say, lights out, you better not go find a flashlight and turn a flashlight on. Sorry. <laughs> you better not. Because you 
that stays on 24-7. My son said, Mom, there was one time I was in the hole and the light stayed on all day and all night. They have that power. They have that authority. The one time he said, the only light I saw was the light that came from the window. So here Paul is saying, I'm a prisoner of the Lord. That means I do what the Lord says to when the Lord says to do it. I say what the Lord says when the Lord says say it. I don't rule, I don't, you don't rule me, you don't govern me. Okay? He says, he says, I, I, I want, I want to beg you. I'm begging you. Walk worthy of your vocation. God has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So why do we still walk like we in darkness? Why do we still talk like we in darkness? Why do we still think like we're in darkness? He's given us all that we need. He says, walk worthy of your location. He said, I've called you into a marvelous light. Why are you walking around here looking like you're sucking on lemon? Why do you look like I killed your best friend every day? <laughs> Why do you look like Why don't you have any joy? Why don't you have any peace? Why don't you tell people about who I am and what I've done for you? He tells us how to walk. What does it say? He says, with lowliness, with meekness, with long-suffering, with forbearing, with one love for one another, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Now, I, I took a few notes here. Um, Paul wants us to know that, that there are many of us, and all of us have um, our own thoughts, our own opinions. We do things our own way. Some people iron with, with water in the iron. Some people don't use water with 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 their iron. Okay. That one right there. Cause she don't iron. Bless her Jesus. But everybody has their way of doing things. And that makes each of us special and unique. When we come together. And so the two things here in this verse is that we are different, but we must be uniform. We must have the same mind. We must say the same thing. And we must exemplify oneness, unity in Christ. All right? So he says, there's a way to do it. You cannot be puffed up. You cannot be arrogant. You cannot be boastful. You cannot be selfish and self-centered. You cannot be proud. You, you cannot be um, um, rude. You cannot be, um, 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 what's the other one, brutish. We've got to be good. <laughs> you can be good and Because sometimes, folks, you just got to go there. But you still do it with love, with humility, integrity. Amen? Then verse 4 says, there is one body, one spirit, one hope, one calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. But unto everyone... Uh, has been given according to the measure of the gift of God. All of us have spiritual gifts. I'm going to let y'all read the rest of this when you get home. But I'm going to talk to you about these gifts that we have. Spiritual gifts are the skills and abilities given to all believers by the Father through the Holy Spirit. These gifts are for the purpose of enabling Christians to carry out his plan. Jesus promised his disciples that they also would receive the gift of the Spirit 
to the job. Because we know that when we do a good job on the job, we get a we get a, a check. Then at the end of the year, you get an evaluation, and if the evaluation was good, you get a bonus. But when it comes to working in the church, it's like pulling teeth. Whatever gift, whatever talent, whatever skill you use in the world, it needs to be used in the church. Because God has given us those gifts and talents. Now, I told you earlier that God said he would add to the church that he said he sees fit. Don't get mad when that person come in with the same gift you got. You've been here all the time. They get here and they say, I got this gift and I want to do this. Don't you dare say nothing. Don't get mad, don't roll your eyes, don't pout, don't do nothing, just fall in line. Because you had the opportunity to lead us and usher us and equip us and train us and teach us. So the Lord's going to add to the church. Because if you don't begin to use what he gave you, he might not take it away, but he's going to place somebody in your midst that's going to operate and function in the gift that you have. Every believer receives gifting from the Holy Spirit. Spiritual gifts are for the benefit of the body of believers. Not to make your boss look good at work. Not to make your company become a Fortune 5,500. We got it twisted. We, we go to work on time or we come to church late? Uh-oh. We go to work sick, but we can't go to church sick. We'll even volunteer and work overtime, but don't ask for me to come and, and come to the church for a Bible study or a prayer meeting. I'm just trying to help us end 2022 strong and walk into 2023 stronger. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and chapter 13, all these gifts, they're good. They're, they're good gifts to have. We need them. But the greatest gift is the gift of love. And if we don't have love, we have nothing. And we have nothing to offer nobody. So what we what we need to strive to do is, is have the gift of love. That's the greatest accomplishment that we can ever accomplish, is having the gift of love. You can sing people on the pew. You can, you can be the best sweeper, the best mopper, the best chicken fryer, best cake baker. You can be the best at whatever it is you stand in here to do. But if you don't have love, It's just noise. That, that's the thing. God loved us so much that he gave up his son Jesus to die on the cross for us for the remission of our sins. That was love. But yet we don't want to forgive. We don't want to go through. We don't want to help each other. When that's the love that we have to give to each other. He's not asking us to die on a cross. He did not say, Pharaoh, uh, tomorrow morning, I'm going to take you downtown to Pioneer Square, and I'm going to let, um, who is this? I don't even know the people's names. Um, uh, Ted Wheeler, I'm going to let, uh, what's the governor's name? Yeah, she's going out. Anyway, I, I, I ain't, I'm not going to, I'm going to let all of them put nails in your hands and your feet. 
That's what that's what we're all about is helping each other. If you don't have a phone number, find it. But don't let don't let the night fall and you've been thinking about somebody and you don't check in on them. You don't encourage them. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. If there's one here today, under the sound of my voice, you've never received Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, this appeal is to you. Because we do not want the year to come to an end and you don't know Jesus Christ. If you are here and you have never confessed Christ as your Savior, this appeal is to you today. It's all about the souls being added to the kingdom of God. Not to the church, but to the kingdom. You make up your mind to get to the church, but you need help to get to the kingdom of God. And this appeal is to you. If you're looking for a church home, we offer you Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church. But this is the place of love on the grove. This is the place where we are praying together. We are studying the word of God together. And we are growing together in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you're here, this appeal is to you. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word on today in Ephesians chapter 4. This week, as we are going through the week, may we take out some time to read through the scripture. And then to ask you to reveal to us, what is my gift? What gift have you given me that I have not used to advance the kingdom of God, to help equip the saints? I know I do it Monday through Friday, but how can I do it to advance the kingdom of God? Because I want to make a difference in the kingdom. So, Lord, let this word resonate in our ears, even while we're sleeping. Let this word, Father, be in our dreams, be in our thoughts, that when we get up, when we begin to walk in the house, on the street, on the job, we'll remember the call that's on our life. And we'll do it with humbleness, with humility, with forgiveness, and most of all, with love that comes from you. We thank you, Father, for what we have received. We thank you for what our hearts have felt this morning. Some of us came in here a little broken, a little wounded, a little discouraged. But because of the presence of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, we have been revived, we have been renewed, we have been restored. God, we're just thanking you. We are grateful today. And now as we leave this worship experience and we go through those doors, may we serve the Lord with gladness. May we continue to be salt and light and represent him in all of his glory. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest rule and abide with us since now and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all, watch, pray, live holy every day. I love you all. Have a next day. Get that camera on them.